chapter 5 seeing life from god's view james 4:14 what is your life the way you see your life shapes your life how you define life determines your destiny your perspective will influence how you invest your time spend your money use your talents and value your relationships one of the best ways to understand other people is to ask them how do you see your life you will discover that there are as many different answers to that question as there are people i have been told life is a circus a minefield a roller coaster a puzzle a symphony a journey and a dance people have said life is a carousel sometimes you're up sometimes you're down and sometimes you just go round and round or life is a 10 speed bicycle with gears we never use or life is a game of cards you have to play the hand you're dealt if i asked how you picture your life what image would come to your mind that image is your life metaphor it's the view of life that you hold consciously or unconsciously in your mind it is a description of how life works and what you expect from it people often express their life metaphors through clothes jewelry cars hairstyles bumper stickers even tattoos your unspoken life metaphor influences your life more than you realize it determines your expectations your values your relationships your goals and your priorities for instance if you think life is a party your primary value is life in life will be having fun if you see life is a, as a race you will value speed and will probably be in a hurry much of the time if you view life as a marathon you will value endurance if you see life as a battle or a game winning will be very important to you what is your view of life you may be basing your life on a faulty life metaphor to fulfill the purposes god made for you you will have to challenge conventional wisdom and replace it with the biblical metaphors of life the bible says do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world but let god transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind then you will be able to know the will of god the bible offers three metaphors that teach us god's view of life life is a test life is a trust and life is a temporary assignment these ideas are the foundation of purpose driven living we will look at the first two in this chapter and the third one on in the next one life on earth is a test this life metaphor is seen in stories throughout the bible god continually tests people's character faith obedience love integrity and loyalty words like trials temptations refining and testing occur more than 200 times in the bible god tested abraham by asking him to offer his son isaac god tested jacob when he had to work extra years to earn rachel as his wife adam and eve failed their test in the garden of eden and david failed his tests from god on several occasions but the bible also gives us many examples of people who passed a great test such as joseph ruth esther and daniel character is both developed and revealed by tests and all of life is a test you are always being tested god constantly watches your response to people problems success conflict illness disappointment and even the weather he even watches the simplest actions such as when you open a door for others when you pick up a piece of trash or when you are polite toward a clerk or a waitress we don't know all the tests god will give you but we can predict some of them based on the bible you will be tested by major changes 
delayed promises, impossible problems, unanswered prayers, undeserved criticism, and even senseless tragedies. In my own life, I have noticed that God tests my faith through problems, tests my hope by how I handle possessions, and tests my love through people. A very important test is how you act when you can't feel God's presence in your life. Sometimes God intentionally draws back and we don't see his closeness. A king named Hezekiah experienced this test. The Bible says, God withdrew from Hezekiah in order to test him and to see what was really in his heart. Hezekiah had enjoyed a close relationship with God, but at a crucial point in his life, God left him alone to test his character, to reveal a weakness, and to prepare him for more responsibility. When you understand that life is a test, you realize that nothing is insignificant in your life. Even the smallest incident has significance for your character's development. Every day is an important day, and every second is a growth opportunity to deepen your character, to demonstrate love, or to depend on God. Some tests seem overwhelming, while others you don't even notice, but all of them have eternal implications. The good news is that God wants you to pass the tests of life, so he never allows the tests you face to be greater than the grace he gives you to handle. The Bible says, God keeps his promises and he will not allow you to be tested beyond your power to remain firm at the time you are put to the test. He will give you the strength to endure it and so provide you with a way out. Every time you pass a test, God notices and makes plans to reward you in eternity. James says, Blessed are those who endure when they are tested. When they pass the test, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. 1. Life on earth is a trust. This is the second biblical metaphor of life. Our time on earth and our energy, intelligence, opportunities, relationships, and resources are all gifts from God that he has entrusted to our care and management. We are stewards of whatever God gives us. This concept of stewardship begins with the recognition that God is the owner of everything and everyone on earth. The Bible says, The world and all that is in it belongs to the Lord. The earth and all who live on it are his. We never really own anything during our brief stay on earth. God just loans the earth to us while we are here. It was God's property before you arrived, and God will loan it to someone else after you die. You just get to enjoy it for a while. When God created Adam and Eve, he entrusted the care of his creation to them and appointed them trustees of his property. The Bible says, God blessed them and said, have many children so that your descendants will live all over the earth and bring it under their control. I am putting you in charge. The first job God gave humans was to manage and take care of God's staff on earth. This role has never been resigned. It is a part of our purpose today. Everything we enjoy is to be treated as a trust that God has placed in our hands. The Bible says, What do you have that God hasn't given you? And if all you have is from God, why boast as though you have accomplished something on your own? Years ago, a couple let my wife and me use their beautiful bench from home in Hawaii for a vacation. It was an experience we could never have afforded and we enjoyed it immensely. We were told, use it just like it's yours. So we did. We swam in the pool, ate the food in the refrigerator and used the bath towels and dishes and even jumped on the beds in fun. 
but we knew all along that it wasn't really ours. So we took special care of everything. We enjoyed the benefits of using the home without owning it. Our culture says, if you don't own it, you won't take care of it. But Christians live by a higher standard. Because God owns it, I must take the best care of it that I can. The Bible says, those who are trusted with something valuable must show they are worthy of that trust. Jesus often referred to life as a trust and told many stories to illustrate this responsibility toward God. In the story of the talents, a businessman entrusts his wealth to the care of his servants while he was away. When he returns, he evaluates each servant's responsibility and rewards them accordingly. The owner says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. At the end of your life on earth, you will be evaluated and rewarded according to how well you handled what God entrusted to you. That means everything you do, even simple daily chores, has eternal implications. If you treat everything as a trust, God promises three rewards in eternity. First, you will be given God's affirmation. He will say, good job, well done. Next, you will receive a promotion and be given greater responsibility in eternity. I will put you in charge of many things. Then you will be honored with a celebration. Come and share your master's happiness. Most people fail to realize that money is both a test and a trust from God. God uses finances to teach us to trust him. And for many people, money is the greatest test of all. God watches how we use money to test how and how trustworthy we are. The Bible says, If you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? This is a very important truth. God says there is a direct relationship between how I use my money and the quality of my spiritual life. How I manage my money determines how much God can trust me with spiritual blessings. Let me ask you, is the way you manage your money preventing God from doing more in your life? Can you be trusted with spiritual riches? Jesus said, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Life is a test and a trust. And the more God gives you, the more responsible he expects you to be. Day 5. Thinking about my purpose. Point to ponder. Life is a test and a trust. Verse to remember, Luke 16, verse 10a. Unless you are faithful in small matters, you won't be faithful in large ones. Question to consider. What has happened to me recently that I now realize was a test from God? What are the greatest matters God has entrusted to me? Chapter 6. Life is a temporary assignment. Psalms 39 verse 4. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. Life on earth is a temporary assignment. The Bible is full of metaphors that teach about the brief, temporary, transient nature of life on earth. Life is described as a mist, a fast runner, a breath, and a wisp of smoke. The Bible says, For we were born but yesterday, our days on earth are as transient as a shadow. To make the best use of your life, you must never forget two truths. First, compared with eternity, life is extremely brief. Second, Earth is only a temporary residence. You won't be here long, so don't get too attached 
Ask God to help you see life on earth as he sees it. David prayed, Lord, help me to realize how brief my time on earth will be. Help me to know that I am here but a moment more. Repeatedly, the Bible compares life on earth to temporarily living in a foreign country. This is not your permanent home or final destination. You're just passing through, just visiting earth. The Bible uses terms like alien, pilgrim, foreigner, stranger, visitor, and traveler to describe our brief stay on earth. David said, I am, I am but a foreigner here on earth. And Peter explained, if you call God your father, leave your time as temporary residence on earth. In California, where I live, many people have moved from other parts of the world to work here, but they keep their citizenship with their home country. They are required to carry a visitor registration called a green card, which allows them to work here even though they aren't citizens. Christians should carry spiritual green cards to remind us that our citizenship is in heaven. God says his children are to think differently about life from the way unbelievers do. All they think about is life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. Real believers understand that there is far more to life than just the few years we live on this planet. Your identity is in eternity, and your homeland is heaven. When you grasp this truth, you will stop worrying about having it all on earth. God is very blunt about the danger of living for the here and now and adapting the values, priorities, and lifestyles of the world around us. When we flirt with the temptations of this world, God calls it spiritual adultery. The Bible says, you are cheating on God if all you want is your own way. Flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God and his way. Imagine if you were asked by your country to be an ambassador to an enemy nation. You would probably have to learn a new language and adapt to some customs and cultural differences in order to be polite and to accomplish your mission. As an ambassador, you would not be able to isolate yourself from the enemy. To fulfill your mission, you would have to have contact and relate to them. But suppose you became so comfortable with this foreign country that you fell in love with it, preferring it to your homeland. Your loyalty and commitment will change. Your role as an ambassador would be compromised. Instead of representing your home country, you would start acting like the enemy. You would be a traitor. The Bible says, we are Christ's ambassadors. Sadly, many Christians have betrayed their king and his kingdom. They have foolishly concluded that because they live on earth, it's their home. It is not. The Bible is clear. Friends, this world is not your home. So don't make yourselves cozy in it. Don't enlarge your ego at the expense of your soul. God wants us not to get too attached to what's around us because it is temporary. We are told, those in frequent contact with the things of the world should make good use of them without becoming attached to them, for this world and all that it contains will pass away. Compared with other centuries, life has never been easier for much of the Western world. We are constantly entertained, amused, and catered to. With all the fascinating attractions, mesmerizing media, and enjoyable experiences available today, it's easy to forget that the pursuit of happiness is not what is life what life is about. Only as we remember that life is a test, a trust, and a temporary assignment will the appeal of these things lose their grip on our lives. We are preparing for something even better. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. 
The fact that is that earth is not our ultimate home explains why as followers of jesus we experience difficulty sorrow and rejection in this world it also explains why some of god's promises seem unfulfilled some prayers seem unanswered and circumstances seem unfair this is not the end of the story in order to keep us from becoming too attached to earth god allows us to feel a significant amount of discontent and dissatisfaction in life longings that will never be fulfilled on this side of eternity we are not completely happy here because we are not supposed to be earth is not your final home we were created for something much better a fish would never be happy living on land because it was made for water an ego could never feel satisfied if it wasn't allowed to fly you will never feel completely satisfied on earth because you are made for more. You will have happy moments here, but nothing compared with what God has planned for you. Realizing that life on earth is just a temporary assignment should radically alter your values. Eternal values, not temporal ones, should become the deciding factors for your decisions. As C.S. Lewis observed, all that is not eternal is eternally useless. The Bible says, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It, was, it is a fatal mistake to assume that God's goal for your life is material prosperity or popular success as the world defines it. The abundant life has nothing to do with material abundance. Unfaithfulness to God does not guarantee success in a career or even in ministry. Never focus on temporal crowns. Paul was faithful, yet he ended up in prison. John the Baptist was faithful, but he was beheaded. Millions of faithful people have been martyred, have lost everything, or have come to the end of life with nothing to show for it. But the end of life is not the end. In God's eyes, the greatest heroes of faith are not those who achieve prosperity, success, and power in this life, but those who treat this life as a temporary assignment and serve faithfully, expecting their promised reward in eternity. The Bible says this about God's Hall of Fame. All these great people died in faith. They did not get the things that God promised his people, but they saw them coming far in the future and were glad. They said they were like visitors and strangers on earth. They were waiting for a better country, a heavenly country. So God is not ashamed to be called their God because he has prepared a city for them. Your time on earth is not the complete story of your life. You must wait until heaven for the rest of the chapters. It takes faith to live on earth as a foreigner. An old story is often repeated of a retiring missionary coming home to America on the same boat as the President of the United States. Cheering crowds, a military band, a red carpet, banners, and the media welcomed the President home. But the missionary slipped off the ship unnoticed. Feeling self-pity and resentment, he began complaining to God. Then God gently reminded him, but my child, you are not home yet. You will not be in heaven two seconds before you cry out. Why did I place so much importance on things that were so temporary? What was I thinking? Why did I waste so much time, energy and concern on what wasn't going to last? When life gets tough, when you're overwhelmed with doubt, or when you wonder if living for Christ is worth the effort, the effort remember that you are not home yet. At death, you won't leave home. You will go home. Earth is not our final home. We were created for something much better. Thinking about my purpose, point to ponder. 
this world is not my home. Verse to remember. 2 Corinthians 4.18 So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Questions to consider. How should the fact that life on earth is just a temporary assignment change the way I am living right now?